Yak, Shabash, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. And make sure you guys check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter for all your Wisconsin Badgers news and notes. And hey, if you guys want to write some basketball for some, uh, to cover some Badger basketball, uh, you're a journalism student or com arts student, uh, try and get your feet wet and, and learn the media game. We are looking for people to cover Wisconsin men's basketball this year at press conferences and games if you're available. So uh, reach out, go to Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com. We have an article uh, by Mike Fiametta, kind of breaks down what we're looking for, and send your resume to Bucky'sFifthQuarter at gmail.com. I am Jay Kokorowski. We got the Polish rifle Scott Wisniewski on the line back again on a Thursday evening. NFL Thursday Night Football is going on. But we are going to focus uh, in just a little bit, probably about 15 minutes, on the Wisconsin Badgers, number nine in the first college football uh, playoff committee rankings. And we'll discuss why they're that low and why they possibly could be even a little they, sh- they could be even a little higher uh, as they head into Bloomington, Indiana, to take on the Indiana Hoosiers on Saturday morning. And uh, But before that, we're going to talk – Obviously, we haven't had a chance to really break down a lot of the Green Bay Packers and uh, you know, and the injury to Aaron Rodgers, and, and now the Brett Hundley era uh, for the 2017 season is one game one game started in uh, with not the greatest results against the New Orleans Saints, and and now Scotty, the Packers are coming off their bye week. You hope there's that they open up the offense a little bit more with Brett uh, at quarterback. And, and you go up against the Lions team. It's Monday Night Football, and yeah. it, it's a it's a key conference matchup. Especially you know Mike McCarthy always talks about you have to win your division. Right. And, and this is this is a key divisional game against the likes of former Packers T.J. Lang, Jared Eberdaris, uh and you know the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we haven't talked in three weeks. There's a, I've got a lot in here. We got to get it into 30 minutes, but I do want to go back and t- touch on the comment because I'm still hearing people complaining that the Packers didn't quote, open up the offense against the saints. I think that's silly. And I know Mike McCarthy fell on the sword because that's what coaches do. You kind of fall on the sword, but they ran the ball effectively. And when they threw the ball, which wasn't very much, they didn't look very good doing it. So you know, there's a lot of people say, well, maybe Hundley should have thrown the ball more. Yeah, maybe he would have thrown three picks. I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's funny how this team has been universally panned, even when they've been winning, because they don't commit to the run. And then the game they commit to the run, they get panned for not throwing enough for the quarterback who is making his first NFL start. So, I don't know. They had a bye week to figure it out. We'll see what that looks like against Detroit. Um being on because that's really what it's going to come down to is uh you know how we can handle that yeah and it's a you know this is a going in this matchup and i mean you know you look at the defense played well that first first half in my opinion but it was also like that game against the saints where they you know it's just that defense just couldn't get them off the field and that's where the saints took advantage and uh it, it's a it, it's hard now, with, with where you see the, the Packers, I you know, and you don't know. We talked about the Rodgers injury where you don't know, you know, I mean, I guess you could anticipate him being out, obviously, for, for the rest of the years. What I would probably tell Packer fans to anticipate just because you hear 13 screws in your, your collarbone. That's not necessarily a, a you know. They've only had one all year, but these guys are well, playing good. You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's not a positive sign. Well, especially if they don't play well. I mean, there's a chance, there's a window that he could come back either in week 14 or 15, 16, or 17, you know. 
but if they're if if they go you know if they win two games between now and would you bring him back right you know so I guess before we could even cross that bridge, I'll tell you what I think is interesting is the fact that the Packers made a play for Brian Hoyer this week, which means they, they, they either don't believe in Hunley or they don't believe in Callahan if Hunley gets hurt. So um, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's interesting to note. But this week they should be able if to, to find some holes in, in the short secondary. Maybe they get Devontae Adams involved more. But, Jake, does it matter if you know, even if the offense finds itself and they can find score twenty three points, twenty four points, right? Can they stop anybody? Can this defense stop Detroit and hold them under twenty four points? Because I think they're going to need to do that to win. Right, and I think that's one thing where you know you have a, a Lions offense that's pretty high powered with Matthew Stafford, and uh, you know that's that's the million dollar question. You come off a bye, you hope that the players are healthy and they're kind of rejuvenated for uh, you know a run, and it's a in. It, it, you know, you hope that, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not, obviously I cover college, right? So, so I, I look at Alex Hornibrook, right? And I say, Alex is a rhythm passer where he gets into a rhythm. You know, most quarterbacks, when you're in that rhythm, it, you know, you, you get rolling. So, you know, and you keep building off that momentum and you see that, especially on third down conversions with him in the NFL, yeah, part of me, you know, with Hundley, you got to get him. I don't know if it's, I, I, you know, the NFL games, obviously faster, and there's a higher level of difficulty. I just feel like you get them into a rhythm and get them comfortable is where they can excel. And that offensive line, you're hoping, right? You're, you're hoping that uh, it sounds like they're, they're they're practicing according to reports out there that they're they're practicing together to keep them healthy. Uh, you know, that they can maintain that you know, some semblance of a, a united offensive line uh, and key, you know, so the chemistry is there. That that could go a long way to helping calm him down, uh, you know, and for, with pressures and whatnot. So I also wonder just what he's going to do, uh, you know, in, in terms of getting on the same page as his receivers, you know, and and I think that's a key where obviously Aaron and them, and there's a lot of you have to work that in, right? Where, uh, you know, it's it's Aaron and then his, you know, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, and the rest of the receiving core that, you know, get the majority of reps in practice from what I've heard, right? So now now that they're – you hope that the rapport is getting in there for, for Hundley and the Packers So it's uh, in his receiving core. So hopefully uh, we'll see how they can get him more comfortable and, and get him in a rhythm. Now, like I said, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how they actually play off of this right. and, and what they can do against Detroit's defense – uh, but yeah, you mentioned it with the with with the Packers defense that uh, they have to stop Stafford and company. They have to uh, to have a shot in this game on Monday night. And and let's look at the games coming up. Like if I mean honestly, the next three look very winnable. And actually, if if, if they played well, maybe four of the next six look winnable because you have a home game against Detroit at Chicago against a quarterback who's still trying to find his way home against Baltimore with an offense. That's been terrible. Then at Pittsburgh, you're, you ain't winning that game. Okay. Home for Tampa Bay and then at Cleveland. So let's say they went four and two and I don't think they're going to. So please, everybody don't freak out. Don't call me a homer. But if they went four and two, then you maybe start thinking about, Hey, what if, what if, Aaron Rodgers could come back. Maybe if they're four and two, that puts them at what eight and five, right? So maybe they they say, well, maybe we don't bring him back at Carolina. You know, maybe we wait till week sixteen, home against Minnesota. 
maybe they win that game and they go nine and five, and then they figure, hey, all they got to do is win one of the next two to make the playoffs. So maybe they don't bring them back to week seven. Like, I guess what I'm saying is winning some of these quote unquote winnable games. And again, that's a tall cap, a backup quarterback, maybe pushes back having to even to think about rush bringing Aaron Rodgers back. Now, on the flip side, if they go two and four in the next six, Rodgers isn't coming back this year anyway. See what I mean? So I guess the way the next few weeks shake down will, will shape whether or not there's a real timetable for Aaron Rodgers to return or if he's done for the year based on, you know, where they are in the standings. Um, but defensively, I, you know, I really think, okay, so we'll, we'll probably start seeing some Vince Beagle on the field. And I think that was made apparent by the release of Francois. Um, but I, here's where Dom Capers, for all the criticism, for all the things that have bothered me about him, here's where he could turn the tide. Let's have some uh, exotic blitz packages. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's have some different pressures. What we're doing now as a, as a defense, what the Packers are doing now, it's not working. So all I've ever asked, I mean, I know he can't go out there and suit up. I'm talking about Dom Capers, right? All Dom Capers can do is go out there and, and try to scheme this game. So try something different because my biggest c- complaint with him since he's been a, a Packer defensive coordinator is that he doesn't do anything different. And by not doing things different, especially when with an offense that's going to struggle to score points, unlike one that he's ever seen as, as, a, as a D coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, they're going to have to figure something else out. And that, that's all I'd like to see. That said – you know, let's wrap. Let's kind of wrap this whole thing up with this question for you: um, Do they beat Detroit? A part of me thinks that with that extra week of rest, they they pull something out in the end. I I, I feel like an extra week now. Granted, the players were, you know, most of the players went home for that bye week. But you know, you, you hope uh, you know, sound like Hundley maybe stayed. Or you hope that he stayed back and and he you know uh, you know went through more of the offense and, and studied and then. Uh, they hit the ground running, uh, you know, for this week, and and it's a it's a kind of a crash course for a player. Even though he's in his third year, now he's the starter uh, behind, you know, in, with Rodgers. I I think you know I'll say like twenty seven twenty four, thirty one twenty eight. I'll say Packers. Oh. I, th- I think Crosby because I think I think Detroit will get it, hit their points, uh, mm. but uh, somehow I think with a running game and then. I think the passing game shows up a little bit more, uh, maybe some tight ends, and now the fact that maybe you have more he- a healthier offensive line. Uh, and let me, I'm taking a look at. Let me just take a look real quick at the Packer injury report because I'm just trying to see what they have to make sure that. All right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you do that, and I'll then. And while you're figuring that out, I'll give you my prediction. I think Detroit does score 28. That means the Packers lose. I think they lose this game 28-20. Yeah, I'm taking. Where is this? Um... Uh, La la la. Uh, of course, there's no one. You can't. Right. Yeah, I can't find it. Great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where I I think maybe I'm just the eternal optimist where I think the week off and, and having a running game where. Ah, here it is. Um, Bakhtiari was full participation today. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so, and he, he's got a hamstring in it listed as, obviously. Um,. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Lane Taylor had limited participation, so with an ankle. So uh, you don't have Lindsley on there. You don't have uh, Bulaga. Uh, so, you, you know, 
some, you know, and they also have Ty Montgomery back at running back with full participation that could give a little bit of a one-two punch with, with Aaron Jones, though. I think Jones has shown that he can handle it um, right. early on. So, I, I yeah, I think they pull it out. Maybe I'm just the eternal optimist uh, throwing up a Hail Mary of my own, but they come out of the bye week gunning and, and make a, you know, make an impact, and I think they they pull off the win. Well, we'll we'll see. You are the eternal optimist. That's not a question. There's there's no maybe about that. So, um, I I'm a, more of the I need to see it first, and I haven't seen anything out of Hunley yet that tells me that he can lead this offense to four touchdowns. Yeah. So now that changes if somehow the defense or the special team scores well. Okay, maybe they can score more than 28 points and win this thing. But I don't know. I just don't see it. So that being said. You know, real quick, other notes. Uh, Deshaun Watson out for the year. Bar, um, that sucks. Yeah, non-contact, non-contact injury in practice out. And has been shut down officially for the season. Now, some talk that his career could uh, um, could be in jeopardy. So that those are the major notes in football, uh, in NFL football. Badgers have a game coming up against Indiana. I don't want to talk about that right now. I mean, we will in a second. I want to talk about the poll, the first college football playoff poll that came out. And Badgers are ranked ninth. And you know me, I'm not the Badger homer, and I think it's garbage. I don't think they should have been three or four. I, I was resigned to the fact that they could be out of the top four, you know, to start this this poll season. You know, that's fine. Um, where the problem for me comes in is that they're ranked ninth. And – There's a lot of hypocrisy. Again, it's better than it was, but the the college football playoff poll is still a joke. It's still, you know, you have the power six, right? The power six conferences. That's all we ever hear about. The power six, the power six, the power six. You got to be one of the power six. To me, you have an eight team playoff. It's simple. Your power six champs get in. And then you have two at large, whether it's a Notre Dame, a Mountain West team, or whether it's teams from the other from the six power conferences, maybe the runner up. Maybe this year, let's say Wisconsin wins the Big Ten title, right? And let's say they beat Ohio State. And uh, Ohio State's still good enough to be one of the eight teams. Fine. Or let's you could see the same thing with Alabama and Georgia. One of those teams is going to lose the SEC title game. So maybe this year they both get in. But your power six champs get in, period. It's an 18 play, but it's one more game, and it solves all of this weird. We don't know what it is. The AP and the coaches think the Badgers are number four in the nation, but the computers and these other voters think they're ninth. It's stupid. So you're going to tell me, let's let's play this whole thing out. Now, I believe if the Badgers win out, they're going to get in. But let's just say there's a, a scenario where they go 13-0 and and win the Big Ten title, and they're not in a college football playoff. Then what's the point of the Power Six conferences? And what point of the conference championships I, it's, 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 it, I mean it's a big thing where with these power five teams and these conferences I, honestly it's a you, you have to with the way this is set up it's i mean i agree i mean if they i mean if people are saying as you know I, and you know i've talked about it before we started recording the show about the about the strength of schedule which uh, you know let's just debunk this real quick where you know, people are talking about, oh, well, BYU was bad. When they scheduled this home-and-home, home, right. BYU wasn't a bad team. Right. It wasn't a bad program. Bronco Mendenhall right. 
left to go to Vir- go to Virginia, and they you know, and then you have. And last year or two years ago, when they scheduled LS, LSU was when they scheduled those games, LSU was a powerhouse. Okay, um, so and now you got into what is it, twenty one and twenty two or twenty twenty one? You got Notre Dame and Syracuse on the schedule. What if, lo and behold, Notre Dame decides to suck in five years? I don't think it's going to happen. But then, are you going to penalize for that? Like, it's it's dumb and. and and you know, I know that that Georgia played Notre Dame this year in a non-conference game. They also played Furman. So, I just I know, and it's not the Badgers' fault that this is the one year out of ten where they're not playing a lot of the powerful teams in the conference. Last year they had to play them all. Last year they had to play Ohio State. They had to play Michigan. They had to play Michigan State. This year they don't play any of them except Michigan. But next year, it's back to playing those teams. They didn't make their Big Ten schedule. They didn't select their conference schedule. That was done for them. So, again, to, to ding them because they haven't played the powerful teams in their conference isn't their fault. It's the conference's fault. So I, I just I, – I'm baffled by it. And, again, you know me. I'm not the guy who normally takes the homer position when it comes to the Badgers. Understand then the point of talking about the Power Six all the time. If the leader in the power, one of the Power Six conferences, is only good enough to be number nine and number three in their own conference. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I will say, like TCU, I thought Miami and Wisconsin would be ahead of them just with with their loss and what they right. they've had to face. I can I can see the cases for the likes of Ohio State and Oklahoma and, and Clemson. Uh, but I, I do, you know, based off of some of the strength of schedule there, uh, and and I mean, I, I do feel now this is a time where Wisconsin going into this last third of the season where I'm not a fan of style points, but you can start, you can kind of see what's going on right now, right? Where, right, but th- but that's where the, it's flawed too, because they're saying, well, it doesn't matter if you win or not. It's how it's how much you embarrass the lesser teams, which to me makes for lousy football. I'm sorry, but I don't want to watch a 40-point blowout. So if this is supposed to be about money and ratings, I think it's wrong. But let me tell you the scenario that scares me to death. So let's say the Badgers win out. Let's say they beat Ohio State. So they should finish ahead of Ohio State, right? But I still see a scenario where the SEC champion, Oklahoma, Clemson, if they win the ACC, and Notre Dame all finish ahead of the Badgers, and as an undefeated Big Ten champ, they get aced out. I could see that happening because I could see Clemson, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame winning out. I mean, I can see that. I mean, you can see that, but also there's still so much left for this football season. Fair enough. Fair enough. But those teams are – I guess my problem is – if they're not set up in a situation where they can control their own destiny because, like I said, those four teams specifically that I mentioned control their own destiny. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one thing where I'll say, though, Scotty, they they can't – what they're going to do and just cover in this team, you know that – and they they pound it into you whenever you you talk about – the just the way that this team approaches it week by week, they're not going to get caught up, uh, you know, with the rating. I talked to you know six players on on Monday and Tuesday saying, "Are you going to watch?" And they said, "No." Are they are they interested? You know, we we you know reporters asked them. I asked three of them on on, on Tuesday. You know, are you guys going to watch? They're like, no. And, and, it, and here's the reason why. It's like one, there's still football left. Two, 
Honestly, it's I mean, uh, to the way this team is engineered and 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 just their mindset, they're gonna take on an Indiana squad that's threatened Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan this year, despite being 0 and 5 in the conference. They and, and you know they're gonna take care of their business and, and they're gonna approach each week because okay. we can we can we can talk about the college football playoff all right. we all day and all night about where they are. Right, right that's now. what these and, and that's what these but, forums are for. I know I the know. team doesn't care about it. That's cool. I know, but here's the thing though too, they they can't you you can't focus on on the college football playoff rankings if you lose a game to an Iowa next week or an Indiana even this week which they shouldn't based on the fact that the, the offense for Indiana is mostly stalled out except for the win at uh, the loss at Maryland last week where they put up 39 points but then you also have Michigan and Minnesota and despite the Gophers being goofy this year uh, mm. and playing bad that's still a tough rivalry game and you got two tough rivalry games against Iowa and Minnesota with Michigan which is going to be a tough battle in between so if they can't win those games to you know if they if they lose any one of these regular season games who cares about the college football playoff because they're not going to be mentioned or or you know their their thoughts and their any type of dreams they have of making the college football playoff won't be there because because this team needs to win out because of this strength of schedule and the big team mean, it's not even just the non-conference too scotty you look at the fact that they're they're not conference is it, yeah it wasn't great uh, their best win might be, you know, Florida Atlantic, but you know, for the conference, it's, it's going to be Northwestern. You know, the Big Ten West isn't great. Oh, we know that. Yeah, you know, and so and so, like, they have to win out. Well, to, to, to get to, and they have to win the Big Ten conference championship. Uh, they have to go thirteen and zero, in my opinion, to make it to the college football playoff, and that's why I'm not worried because and maybe and maybe not, and maybe go thirteen and zero and not make it, and that's right. that's a real live possibility. It is. Uh, it was, so, so here's my predict for my prediction because there's no Rose Bowl this year. The Rose Bowl is part of the college football playoffs this year. Okay, so enjoy the Fiesta Bowl against USC. I mean, I mean that that's that's kind of what I see because in any other year they could go 12 and one and still represent the conference in a Rose Bowl, but that's not an option this year. You know what I'm saying? So they can't even hang their hat on that and say, well, okay, we did all, everything we could. Maybe we lose to Ohio State or Penn State in the conference uh, t- championship. But now they don't even have the Rose Bowl to fall back on. I know, but I'm just saying that it, it, there's still a lot of football to be played. I'm not – I mean, they could very well be I – mean, if you see the likes of Oklahoma and uh, you know, Oklahoma and Clemson and, and Ohio State and Penn State, you know, like I – you could see Alabama, certain things. Georgia. And, I mean, and, you know, yeah, well, Alabama and Georgia, I mean, one of those two, or possibly both will make the playoff, and I wouldn't doubt if both would be just based off of uh, just what they've done so far this year. But, I, I, you know, and just I need to say, too, Alabama's strength of schedule has not been great up until this point. The reason why they're up there at number two is because of those style points. Uh, and the fact that they've, like they have, they've passed the eye test of a team that looks like they're in the top four. Wisconsin hasn't. Uh, and, and that's just a simple fact of a 17-9 win against Purdue, where two slight, you know, they, they were, uh, you know, block punts, a uh, couple of interceptions, you know, stunted and a fumble stunted any type of potential for points. They go into Illinois and you lose your top rusher and Jonathan Taylor. That's you know, which is devastating, uh, you know, for an offense. And it takes a, a lineman touchdown to ice the game late, late, uh, you know. And yeah, it's the first cold weather game, but and in the Big Ten road game is a Big Ten road game. You've you know, but still, uh, they haven't passed the eye test in front of, in front of people. And I, that's why I'm saying right now, 
you know, this last third of the season, you know, they if they if they don't win win out these games and go to the you know Big Ten championship game, it's not worth. It, to me, it's not worth getting worked up at. Okay, right well now. then, then let's I mean, talk about the other possibility. Maybe they're not that good. I mean, I I think they are that good. I think it's. Well, one of the, well, I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Like, they, you know, you can tell, understand why. Where the the wins. I mean, you know, how many times have we said, you know, like you've seen on Bucky's fifth quarter, uh, another route. You know, I, 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 one of my headlines: Wisconsin stays imperfectly perfect. Which, you know, the five unbeaten teams. Yeah, they've they're perfect, un, imperfectly perfect as well in terms of their record. However, uh, you know, they've also shown that they can. I'm just I'm just saying that this team's good. Uh, it's just we, we need to see them against. You know, starting against Indiana, starting against Iowa and, and Michigan. You know, and Iowa's going to come off a, a game against Ohio State this weekend, where uh, th- that's going to be a, a big game to, to watch to see what Iowa can do against the Buckeyes, uh, and that may influence as well. I'm just saying, like, I think you're going to see what this team can do, uh, and you're, you're wondering about you know, the the biggest con- worry right now, Scotty, is just the consistency on offense. The defense is top five, that's top a, and it's a huge worry because on offense, Hornybrook hasn't been good. He's been average sometimes, but he I, hasn't been good, and. That's not. I mean, people can defend him. People can rip him. I've had some fights online with people who think he's the worst quarterback ever, and I don't agree with that. But, but you can't argue the fact that he, when it comes to this offense, he is probably their weakest link. Okay, and again, maybe he'll 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 develop into the quarterback that that people hope he can be. But right now, he's not that, and and I think that's fair to say. And and. You know, because of that, that's where, you know, maybe so. So let me put you on the spot because I know, you know, I know that there's, you know, you cover the team and you've been a fan forever. But how, where, forget about the polls. Forget about the style points. Forget about all that that ancillary stuff. Where would where what place of all the hundred and whatever it is, 18, 20 Division one schools, where do you rank them? Oh, forget the what they've done so far. Look at this team that you see and you watch, you know, on a weekly basis, and where do you think they belong in the the, the landscape of the college football rankings? I mean, I think yeah, right I think now they're seven, seven, they're seven or eight, eight. like seven like or eight best in, in, in the nation. nation. And I think, I mean, that's just based off of like I said, the defense it has come around and that sudden change environment where they've allowed. I don't have the stat in front of me, but there's been like 14, 15 times where I think it's 14 times where they've allowed you know, or where they've had to take over for either fumbles or a block punt or an interception. And they've only held them to six scoring chance. Was it six scoring chance or four or five scoring chance? But basically like they've, they've taken over and they've, they've held their ground in those big time situations. Like, so that's their a kicking game with Rafael Gagliannone. He's eight of 10 this year in field goals. I think this offense, I mean, depending upon, I mean, talking about the health right now, this team, this health is, is a question mark too, where you have Taylor questionable. He's going to travel according to Paul Chris, when he told, when he told reporters today, mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, Quinta Cephas. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I, I think the biggest concern right now is depth at wide receiver jazz PV and George Rushing. I don't think are coming back soon. So you have, Right. So, so maybe they're not, that's what I'm saying. So maybe in a grand scheme of things, they're not that good because they could get beat. I, I don't see it, but they could get beat before the big 10 championship game because maybe they, their bodies. Okay. And, and, and 
regardless of you know if it's an injury issue or not, it still is what it is. It's one of those things that it might not be your fault, but it's your problem. If they lose the game because they don't have enough healthy bodies at a position and the offense just can't get them enough points one day, yeah, they're probably a good team when healthy, but that loss will be part of the whole body of work that would make you then have to go, yeah, maybe they just weren't that good because they couldn't stay healthy. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, remember, these injuries started back in August where this team started losing depth at, at key positions. So maybe it was just enough attrition that it could just finally wear this team down. It could, but I, 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 these guys have the next man mentality, in my opinion. And, and yeah, despite, you, you know, you have guys like, uh, you know, Shaw stepped up a little bit after his injury, which I, I, don't, I still don't feel like he's back uh, fully on. I, I just don't like I don't see the burst that you saw out of him last year as a redshirt freshman as that third running back behind Corey Clement and Daria Goombawale. But Garrett Groshek, the walk on has been a fantastic story. You know, Chris James, he's questionable. It sounds like he's going to travel. It sounds like everyone that's questionable on that injury list, which is Ta- Qu- uh, Jonathan Taylor, right. Quintez Cephas. Uh, you have um was it Madison Cohn as a cornerback? Uh, but all you know, there's one, one Dakota Dixon, the safety. They're all going to travel, from what okay. it sounds like. So, I mean, if they play, I mean, you're that's. I mean, the biggest you know question. I, I mean, I think those guys are going to step up. I think it's an X man up mentality where Groshek step up. If Chris James can play, he provides a, a, a look in the backfield. I still think he can be a dynamic factor in that offense, both rushing the ball and also receiving uh, as a threat out of the backfield and, and due to injury he hasn't been able to play much so uh, i i think like i said i i feel like there are enough play, playmakers and you, you really haven't even talked about troy fumagalli in offense and, and cornerbrook needs to establish again a rhythm with him where you know he can make plays on third down and and, and even with the receivers with cephas out they're getting danny right. davis back it appears that who's got a deep threat uh, as a true freshman he's still raw who i think could, and he, he's, he's only scratching the surface like taylor of his potential but aj taylor and kendrick Pryor are, are two you know second year players that, that i think i mean uh, the, the, everyone's stepping up and it's this next man up mentality in my opinion that okay. it'll get get them through and i, I just I, I, okay the, the, I, I, i'm gonna say this too I, next man up mentality has become like the the a lexicon phrase in the last five years of football that's all well and good i'm glad that the backups want to get in there and play i'm glad that everybody wants their chance but in the end there's still uh gaps in talent levels on every team and and it's great that these guys will contribute and you know what i think they'll win every every one of their regular season games i don't think they're going to win a game decisively because that hasn't been their mo they haven't really done it all year so just looking at their body of work prior to to this week and where i think they are from a you know getting healthy ish stage i think they're we get to the Big Ten championship game, but they're not going to put up any style points, I don't think, against any of these opponents. And that's where you're going to have the people, um, the naysayers still, and then they're going to have to go in and play a team that the experts or the pundits think is better than them if it's Ohio State or if it's Penn State. You know, maybe Michigan State. I mean, I can't rule out Michigan State because record wise, they could still win the East. But, you, you know, we'll ha- we'll see how that plays out. But no matter what, you have one of those three teams that will probably be the, the decided favorite when they play Wisconsin in uh, um, 
in that Big Ten title game. I think their only test in a regular season that that will be Michigan, and I think they have enough to beat Michigan. Uh, but again, it's still going to come down to let's say they they do win out. Where are they ranked as you know? And again, we can't predict how the other games are going to go. But are they going to still be ranked six going into that Big Ten title game? I don't know. Again, I like the fact that they got Iowa and Michigan at home, and Minnesota hasn't done a whole lot of anything, you know, in the Big Ten this year. So. I guess I can see them winning their next four games, but is that going to be enough because of this ridiculous need for style points from these voters? They have to win by, you know, the only win that they had that was decisive in conference was Maryland. You know, Purdue, they want what they win by eight, seven. Uh, Nebraska is closer than the score looked like Illinois. But to me, those are still wins. They went to Nebraska, to Nebraska. I know Nebraska hasn't been great this year, but they went there and they won. But but that's not good enough. They went to BYU, which even though BYU isn't great this year, is a tough place to play. They went there and they won, but that's not good enough. You know, they beat a Purdue team, um, you know, that offensively was, was pretty good, and they held them to nine points, but that's not good enough. So I just don't know what's going to be good enough. I mean, you know, yeah, the Illinois game, they only won by two touchdowns. But again, held a team, a, a major college team in a Power six conference to ten points, but that's not good enough. I I, I just I don't understand the, the the style point argument because you know yeah the offense has struggled at, at times for periods in games, but they're doing what they need to do. And it it really other than the game, uh, you know other than the opener when the game when they were trailing were they trailing at halftime against um. Or was it tie? Whatever it was. Other than that, I guess, I guess so. uh, the, and the opener against uh, uh, no, Southern. They were tied at 10 against Utah State. Okay, right. So, And then they ended up winning by 49 after that. But has there been a game, you know, you've watched every game. I've missed a few because apparently I can't get the Big Ten Network. Um, has there been a game where you've gone, oh, they might lose this one? Have you had that feeling yet in any game you've seen this year? I mean, the only one I would say would be Nebraska when during the pick six where it was tie game. However, they drove down – I mean, the next drive right after they drove down the field. And, right. And, and they stopped them. And the real reason why there's that hint too is that Nebraska you know, had over 300 yards of offense against the Badgers uh, in that first half where they couldn't stop the passing game of, of Tanner Lee and uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. But And then they adjusted and found a way to score enough points to win that game. That's what I'm saying. So I, that's why I can make the argument, and, and, and I know you see the, that where they might be ranked ninth and you understand where the voters are coming from. I don't. I don't think they should be ranked this low. I don't see it. So – that's why I'm saying that even whatever they do between now and the December 25th, which is a, when they play Minnesota, whatever they do between now and then, I don't feel it's going to matter too much. They may move up because some teams in front of them lose, but they won't get the respect they deserve until they go play a team that they're going to be decidedly favored to lose against, whether it's Ohio State or Penn State. And then they're going to have to go do that. And then we'll see if that's enough to get any from this cockamamie system that doesn't reward conference champions in the power six like it should that's my opinion i know i know i'm just saying like it to me it's it's one of those things where uh you, when you follow these guys i you know you can only control what you can control and for wisconsin that, I mean, that's been the message throughout the entire season you control what you can control and and this team is going to take it there they're not worried yet and, and you know michael dieter said this on monday where 
this team will you know will worry after that last game at, you know and they're hoping that's going to be in Indianapolis and that's hopefully you know, and they're hoping that's when uh, they are crowned Big Ten champions and then they're going to worry about it for now there's five more Tuesdays until they are you know five more uh, you know five more um, yeah 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 meetings yeah. and they break it out but I mean it, I mean there's a chance of it but I really feel the Big Ten champion. We'll find a way to get in. For sure, if it's Penn State, Ohio. Uh, well, again, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's not USC, Wisconsin, the Fiesta. But, you know, I guess they'll go to somewhere warm at least. So as, as we hit the, the near the, the end of the show here, I, I, I my prediction is they win the game by – they beat Indiana by 11. But what are your thoughts uh, this game coming up as they – uh, travel to the most boring place in in the Midwest. I mean, right now right you're now looking at. Uh, it was, I have them going 31-10. I think this is their breakout game. I think this is just something where uh, you look at Indiana. And I, at first, I thought it was going to be closer than what it was, and then just looking at what's going on with Indiana, and they're they're missing. You know, they're one of their wide receivers, who's uh, one of the best returners in the conference, and Jason Harris is out for the year with a third straight ACL tear in as many years. And then you have, and then. Uh, you have their quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, right, where uh, 65.4% completion percentage, 10 touchdown passes to five interceptions. His status, according to head coach Tom Allen for yesterday uh, during his radio show, is was up in the air. Uh, so, uh, honestly, I feel like with – I mean, just take a look at this team's offense, right, the Hoosiers. 105 uh, fifth in, in SB Nation's S&P Plus rankings – even though they're in their 84th in the nation in total offense. So in in, talking to our our friends from Crimson Quarry, uh, basically the SB Nation site that covers Indiana, honestly, I don't feel like, uh, you know, I think Wisconsin's defense, even with the Big Ten's leading receiver in terms of receptions and and Sammy Cobbs, I think Wisconsin's secondary with Nick Nelson, Derek Tindall, and Dante Carrier-Williams should be able to hold him up along with the likes of of WAP, uh, Fillier, and then Luke Timian at wide receiver. I, I think so. I mean, I think the key matchup is just Wisconsin secondary versus those wide receivers. I think Wisconsin can lock them up. Uh, I think Wisconsin can uh, keep them keep them still. I, 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 I agree. I think Wisconsin will lock them up, but I don't think they're going to score enough points. And, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not a betting guy. I'm not right all the time. But the body of work tells me they win this game, 21 to 10, and not 31 to 10. Which to me will be just fine, but obviously to the voters it won't look like a glamorous enough win against a uh, not so good team. Right, right. I mean the big thing too. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm looking 31-10. Just I, I think the defense helps out with with some form of points, uh, you know, and the Indiana defense. You know, last, last week, I mean, they gave up some points to Maryland. You know, they they played Michigan tough. They played. Uh, and that was on the road, I mind you too. But they play and they played Ohio State and they played Michigan tough at home. Uh, but I I feel like just with what Wisconsin can do, I think this is the, depending on if Taylor plays or not. I think this is their their time where they they show what they can do. Uh, and, and I think the fact of having a guy you know like guys like Groshek and, and the fact that they're getting possibly back guys like Cephas and. Then, uh, and, and James and the right and the, you know and Taylor even uh, obviously who's the Big Ten's leading rusher and I think he's like what third in the na- third or fifth in the nation in right. rushing yards per game I think uh, even despite the defense being as solid right. it is I think Wisconsin finds a way uh, to get a, a bigger victory uh, as they head into the last third of their their season regular season uh, well, well we'll we'll certainly see we'll certainly see but I think they win the game no matter what and uh, we'll see what Tuesday brings with the next. Uh, 
round of ridiculous pollsters. Um, there's so much more I'd love to cover with you, but unfortunately, I have to head home. So, um, but hopefully, we'll we'll get a chance to look at you know I, what I really like to do is kind of go through the schedules uh, on my own time of the teams that are ranked ahead of the Badgers and start looking at where there could be some potential stumbles by those teams. And maybe we can talk about that the next time we get together and also preview the rest of the Badgers schedule and maybe see if the Packers can string together. I'll win. And then we'll talk about a winning streak after that. Different problem for the Packers. They'd, they'd take a win. And they don't care if they'd win a game 17-16. They, they don't care about style points. But their their task's a little bit more taller than I think the one the Badger are facing. So. Right. So no, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, I, and I, you know it, it's, it's still football. There's still a lot to be played. And, and mm-hmm. Packers still got a lot to play for. Badgers have a lot to play for. Uh, and, and I think uh, it'll make still for a fun year. Uh, and obviously, I know that with Walt Rogers, it's a bummer for most Packer fans. But you know, there's still a chance for them to make the playoffs, uh, depending upon what what, what goes yeah. down. So uh, yeah. it's it's slight, it's slight. Don't get me wrong, but uh, there's there's still hope there, and it, it'll be interesting to see if Vince Beagle does come back. Uh, and I'm intrigued to see what he what what type of impact he can make after that foot injury. Yeah, well, certainly. Down the road. It's going to take a while. Yeah, and certainly one guy isn't going to fix that defense. It's going to have to be a scheme thing, and we'll we'll see. But um, great. Well, um, that was fun. It was spirit. We didn't even get to cover Houston winning a World Series. Unfortunately, their party was dashed by one day after they win it with Deshaun Watson going down. Houston just can't catch a sustained any sustained uh, good times after the last six months they've had there. But. Um, you know, we'll get into some of that as, as we roll on. You know, the silly season starting for baseball now. Free agency will be starting in a few weeks, and and we'll see how things shake down. So, um, all right, man. Well, it was it was great, and it's going to be an interesting week of football. You know, Saturday, of course, with the Badgers, and then Monday, Monday night for Packers in Detroit. Yeah, no, it'll be good. And uh, you guys, just stay tuned to the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. We'll break down more next week. Uh, hopefully next Thursday, talking more Badgers, talking about what goes on against Iowa. Uh, we'll talk more Packers, see what they can do. Uh, you know, heading into there, what are they? Who are they facing after the Lions? They are facing the uh, Bears, and they'll be at uh, Soldier Field. So a lot going on, uh, a lot of football will be done, and we'll see if the Badgers continue their march to the college football playoff. Is what many are hoping, but they take it one game at a time, and we'll be there to break it all down for you uh, for the. Polish Rifle, Scott Nitwisniewski. I'm Jacob Kowalski. Guys, we're going to catch you next week here on the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. <laughs>